2: Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven vec Oh, and the uh, blob thingy over there. Swamp monster. <laughs> uh, I don't uh. like it. Um,
1: so, welcome to the program. Uh, we have, uh, I guess some, we could talk a little Megan Kelly here to start off the show. We kind of ended it off there mm-hmm. um, on radio. Uh, I honestly, I was thinking about this a little bit over the weekend. I do not understand the arguments against having this guy out. At this point. Especially
2: after seeing the interview.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, I think it was, uh, and this is an interesting thing. We kind of talked about this as well on radio in that, like, I'm very bored with partisan stories Mm -hmm. in that any story where the left is taking one side and the right is taking the other, it's impossible anymore to know whether the person is actually saying what they believe or if they're just doing it because their team wants it. Um, So I like stories in which there is some disagreement on the, on one side or the other. And this is one of them. I mean, there were a decent amount of people on the right who said they should not have Alex Jones on because, and people that I like and respect and that are interesting. And you know, <clears throat> and they said, you know what? No, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't bring this, this moron on. He's crazy. Um, and then there's a bunch of people, uh, I think, who are on my side of the argument. I don't understand the other side really on this one, though. I mean, number one, Donald Trump went on a show. Okay, so that brings, in, brings relevance. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. He tweeted out, or he sent out a link two weeks ago uh, uh, from InfoWars. So he's currently engaging in believing some of their nonsense. Number three, uh, the former president, Obama, also referenced Alex Jones during the campaign. This was a big deal. I mean, and and so did Hillary Clinton uh, running, uh, tied him very closely to Alex Jones. So this is obviously a relevant issue in that everyone who has either run the free world, or was almost about to run the free world over the past nine years, has talked about this guy. That's a pretty good standard for an interview, mm-hmm. right? So the guy comes on, the inter- comes on, and if you're going to do a puff piece on him, I get it. But, you know, she, she doesn't. She goes after him. We can play some of the clips here in a second. Then people are like, well, he did a pre- she did a pre-interview with him where she said she wanted to, you know, she, she wasn't, it wasn't going to be a hit piece, well, I got news for you. That's how every uh, pre-interview goes. They all—they never tell you uh, before you're going to be on. That they're going to do a hit piece on you. And secondly, I don't think they did do a hit piece on him. They let him actually say what he believes. They didn't say—he didn't—they never at, at any time said uh, anything that he didn't actually believe or say. They—they mm-hmm. they pushed him on his controversial topics. Now, you know, did you see him as a man, as a father? I don't know. I mean, he was like a sweaty mess to me. <laughs> Um, but that's just him. It's who he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just plainly who he is. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's uh, do we have the, uh, yeah, we have, here's the actual, uh, let's, let's play a clip from uh, uh, the Alex Jones, Megan Kelly thing. You judge for yourself.
3: At the top of that list is Jones's outrageous statement that the slaughter of innocent children and teachers at Sandy Hook Elementary School, one of the darkest chapters in American history, was a hoax.
4: I
0: lost my son. I buried my son. I held my son with a bullet hole through his head. Mm.
3: NEIL Heslin's SON JESSE, JUST SIX YEARS OLD, WAS MURDERED, ALONG WITH 19 OF HIS CLASSMATES AND SIX ADULTS, ON DECEMBER 14, 2012, IN NEWTOWN, CONNECTICUT.
5: I DROPPED HIM OFF IN
0: 904. THAT'S WHEN WE DROPPED HIM OFF AT SCHOOL, WITH HIS BOOK BAG. Um, HOURS LATER, I WAS PICKING HIM UP IN A BODY BAG.
3: ALEX JONES REPEATEDLY CLAIMED THAT THE SHOOTING NEVER HAPPENED. HERE HE IS ON INFOWARS IN DECEMBER 2014. Uh, BUT IT TOOK
5: ME ABOUT A YEAR WITH SANDY HOOK TO COME TO GRIPS WITH THE FACT THAT THE WHOLE THING WAS FAKE.
3: YOU SAID THE WHOLE THING IS A GIANT HOAX. HOW DO YOU DEAL WITH A TOTAL HOAX? IT TOOK ME ABOUT A YEAR WITH SANDY HOOK TO COME TO GRIPS WITH THE FACT THAT THE WHOLE THING WAS FAKE. I DID DEEP RESEARCH, AND MY GOSH, IT JUST PRETTY MUCH DIDN'T HAPPEN.
5: At at that point, and I do think there's some cover-up and some manipulation, that is pretty much what I believe. But then I was also going into Devil's Advocate, but then we know there's (laughs) mass shootings and these things happen. So, again... But you're
3: trying to have it always. What? Yeah. Right? No, I'm not. If you wrongly went out there and said it was a hoax, that's wrong.
5: But what I already answered your question was, (laughs) listeners and and other people are covering this. I didn't create that story. But, Alex,
3: the parents, one after the other devastated the dead bodies that the coroner
5: autopsy and they blocked all that and they won't release any of it that's that's unprecedented all even, of the parents even decided the reports. to
3: come out and and lie about their dead children i didn't say what, that. Ha- what happened to the children
5: i will sit there on the air and look at every position and play devil's advocate
3: was that devil's advocate <laughs> he burps it, the there. whole thing is a giant Seem- hoax.
1: seemingly burped
3: the whole thing was fake <laughs> is that right
5: is that a burp Yes, because I remember, in, absolutely. Absolutely. even that day, if i go back from memory, then saying, but then some of it looks like it's real, but then what do you do when they've got the kids going in circles in and out of the building with their hands up? I've watched the footage, and it looks like a drill.
2: I just
1: can't. I, I, and that And that—that is the I, seriously one of the worst series of answers to questions I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He,
2: bad. I mean, how was he not
1: prepared for this?
2: I don't know. That's incomprehensible. incomprehensible how bad that is. Uh, he was absolutely pinned down because... It was obviously not playing devil's advocate. It was, it was uh, not saying that it didn't happen. He absolutely said it didn't happen. He said it was a hoax. He said it was fake. He said they were child actors, and the parents were acting. I, I, he said it all, and then his excuse is, oh, listeners and other people are covering it, so I... What? Yeah, that was weird. Listeners and other people are to blame for this? Did they force you to start promoting this? Bizarre theory?
1: Wow. Now let me speculate for a moment here, because he says uh, he says it took me about a year to find out that the the hoax was absolutely false. The, the timeline is important. First of all, if you go back to, and I'm speculating here, if you go back to December 2012, right when this incident happened, my guess is you're going to find some uh, skepticism uh, on uh, on Sandy Hook. Right oh, you've got to believe on the website and such. Yeah. However, I don't know that for a fact. So let's stick with what I do know. <clears throat> he said. It took him about a year uh, to find out that this was an absolute hoax. Mm-hmm. So the, the incident happened in 2012, December 2012. So let's, it took him all of 2013 to realize this was fake. The statement he's making... December 2014. 20, December 2014. Yeah. So he's now, he's convinced himself over the first year it was completely fake. Then he spent an entire another year <laughs> thinking it was fake, at least up until that day. Then he supposedly has some sort of transition to believing that it's not real. However, there are still real problems with it because people are walking in circles in a, yeah. with their hands up. He, which, he
2: never really says it, 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 that, that the hoax didn't occur. And she actually did press him on that and said, just tell me, like, basically tell me
1: now. I understand what you said in the past. Is now? Do you believe it's fake? Well, I can't really do that. He doesn't actually ever admit that it's fake or that it was an actual. Re- that his That's unbelievable.
2: He's still trying still. to have it both ways still. because he knows that his audience, his audience believes him and believes in these crazy, whacked-out, ridiculous theories of his. And so, if he denies this one as well as Chobani as well as comic ping-pong pizza. Well, there's three of the major things he's been pushing over the last few years completely out the window. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. How do you have credibility on anything? So he's got to have it both ways. Yes, I believe it's a hoax because there's a lot of things in there, but also I believe that really happened. And you know what? Because I don't want to be in trouble with the families. This is for as close as he's
1: been to Donald Trump over the past year. He has not learned enough from him. Because the correct response there is to say, absolutely, it happened. It's the worst thing ever. And right. when they asked you about what it was, what, why you said that before, you said, well, there was a lot of information out there before. It wasn't my reporting. But, I mean, now I totally believe it. Because this is what Trump did with the birth certificate. Yeah. The man fought the most passionate battle anyone's ever seen to mm. see that this guy, that Barack Obama was not born here. Then one day, he just comes out in the morning and just goes, yeah, president born in America. And that was it. It just was over. And he's never had to defend it. He's never had to explain why he now believes he was born in America. You just move on. That's the Trump lesson. You don't even let, it, you don't even let them address it. Just move on as if you never said it before. And, man, you can, you can get away with that. It's pretty amazing. We have a couple other clips here, too, right? Yeah. I'm
2: still musing over this, though. I did deep research, and my gosh, it just pretty much didn't happen. And then uh, she says, you said this whole thing was a fake, pretty much didn't happen. At that point, so he's, he's about to give her the... He's about to admit, yeah, I, at uh, that point, I did believe it, but now I don't. Even that, he has to qualify. Yeah. At that point, and I do think there's some cover-up and some <laughs> manipulation. So they're still trying to perpetrate some hoax. Even as he's saying, there wasn't a hoax. <laughs> I, p- I don't know. I, you know, and it, it's a bizarre world. And then we get callers, like, uh, on the radio today. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about you guys, because I like you guys, but Alex John's pretty, pretty good. He's, he's, his stuff is pretty real. Right. What does it I, I take? Don't... What do you have to be shown? Uh, To see the guy's a total fraud. And that's why Jones is wrong.
1: Jones is wrong to sit there Hmm. and try to have it both ways. As you point out, Pat, he knows his audience doesn't believe. Just don't even bother. They're going to believe you anyway. Yeah, they are. If you can say the things that he says and be wrong as many times as he has and people still hang around, why bother ever trying to qualify anything? There is some force
2: in him, though, that wants to be legitimate, I guess, because he's getting so much attention now. (laughs) And, and he's realizing that now he's held accountable for, the, for these things. So somehow he's got to kind of walk that fine line where, yeah, I don't really believe it, but I'm just saying it. But no, I really believe it, but I'm just saying it. I, it's pretty strange. It's going to be a tough one to walk for him. I will say, amazingly,
1: he has that inside of him. The president does not. Mm-hmm. The president does not have that same thing inside of him in which he feels the need to try to justify the things he used to say or feels the need to explain it. No. Or, or, yeah. That's kind of amazing. Even Alex Jones has that in him in which he tries to justify the bizarre things he said in the past. Now, Trump has never said, well, I can't say never, But he does not believe in the mass amount of conspiracy that Alex Jones does. I mean, the the birth certificate thing is on the level. I mean, it was something that that Jones certainly Mm -hmm. uh, believed. And, you know, uh, they even showed Jerome Corsi, who was one of the big... uh, uh, guys on the uh, pr- pushing the birth certificate thing is now an Infowars correspondent, apparently. I, I didn't realize I that. Did, realize uh, did that you? I,
2: no. I mean, we know he's from World Net Daily, which at one point kind of had some credibility. I think we talked about that last week. It sort of had some credibility, but he's gone so far over the cliff now with uh, Alex Jones that I. What wow. happened to mm. him? Mm. What happened to him?
1: Uh, you know, and, and, and the strange thing here is that it's one thing. Okay, Megan Kelly kept coming back to the point of like, you know, these families are hurt. Well, you know what? While valid, while an in, while a, a certain part of this and it brings emotion to the story, it, you know, I don't mean this in the way that it kind of sounds, but it, it doesn't really matter, right? If if it's true, what Alex Jones says about Newtown, whether the key, the parents mm-hmm. are
2: uh, are upset or not, doesn't matter. Well, right. and you're upsetting people who've perpetrated a fraud on, right. the, on the country. and exactly. That doesn't really matter. doesn't matter.
1: The issue here is, of course, they didn't perpetrate a fraud. Right. And, it, and the reason why their emotion is impactful is because they really went through these things. This really occurred. Um, and again, it's one of the, the worst crimes that you could describe. I mean, it's one thing to say, OK, obviously, like you look at any number of incidents that have killed hundreds of people or thousands of people. Uh, you can always find stories of just real terror in there. But looking at that story in particular, it's so insanely horrific, combined with the fact that there was absolutely no reason for it. There was no ideology. There wasn't even a personal vendetta against these kids or this school. It was just this guy decided to go kill a bunch of second graders. It is, it's so pointless and so heartless and so cold. And, it's, and, the, and the brutality of it is so vivid it's impossible to bring the nonsense this idiot brings to every story to a story that emotional. And that's why I think that one in particular really catches on. Because even the, you know, if they didn't push the 9-11 conspiracy stuff as much, partially probably because half of Democrats believed it at the time. Mm-hmm. And many of them would embrace it today if someone other than Alex Jones was telling it to them. The issue here is you need, they, need, they need a... Uh, they need a, uh, you know, a Keith Oberman to say it. If Keith Oberman says it, a lot of the left would say it again. Or uh, you know, uh, Bill Maher or any one of the crazy uh, celebrities on the left that, that, that you know, go through some of this nonsense. You know The fact that Alex Jones was the main guy pushing that is now forgotten by the right who loves him. There's some on the right. And forgotten by the left who used to love him. They just didn't know his mm-hmm. name at the time. They loved his theories. Mm-hmm. They, all the evidence that they were believing came from this guy. They just didn't know who he was at the time.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's more, too. Um, here's, here he is talking about the parents.
3: When you say...
2: Sweaty mess, too. By the parents way.
3: faked mm-hmm. their children's death. People get very angry. Yeah, well, let's. Oh, I know. But they don't get angry about the
5: half million dead Iraqis from the sanctions. Or they don't get angry about all the That's illegals. That's a dodge. The media never covers all the evil wars it's promoted. All the That big doesn't things. excuse they what don't you, get angry you said about Newtown. About well, Geng- no, I, Genghis I, here's, Khan. Here's here's sweeping rivers. across Asia. I looked at all the angles of Newtown. And I made my statements long before the media
3: even picked up on it. What about Charlamagne? In our interview, we asked Jones numerous times Not a good what guy. he now believes, and he never completely disavowed his previous statements. I tend to
5: believe that children probably did die there, but then you look at all the other evidence on the other side, I can see how other people believe that nobody died there. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? There is
3: no evidence on the other side.
1: I, wow! I
3: tend
2: to believe
1: that, pe- that children died there, but then you look at the evidence on the other side and maybe they didn't die there. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I mean...
2: My gosh.
1: Look, this guy is... its You know what? He's a a fascinating character to me. Because some people are like, why are you guys always talking about this guy? I find him to be fascinating because he is America today. He really Mm -hmm. is.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, people will believe anything that serves their ends at this point. Yeah. They just... If it it supports their side... and, And Jones is a great example of it because it was not just the right. It's the left, too. The left did all the same stuff with Alex Jones just when there was a Republican president. They, you know, and it's like, he's, it's such a great microcosm of where we are today. that This guy can say anything, and people will constantly believe him based... I, I mean, can you imagine the guy who called in today? Who you know, seemed like a good guy. I don't mean to beat him up, really. But the idea that you would allow him to get away with 9-11 was an inside job. Sandy Hook did not occur, Um, and what were the other two? We brought up a couple of other ones too. It wasn't the frog. Comet ping pong, comet ping pong, and Shabani yogurt, and then you want to add on top of that some of the ridiculous frog, uh, you know, people type stuff. All of that he will look past because he thinks he agrees with him on something, Mm -hmm. whether it's Trump, Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, you know small government, whether the government does bad things. And just constantly will lower that bar for him. We'll say, you know what? Yeah, I don't believe the Bohemian Grove eating babies thing. That was another one we asked him about. But we know that meetings among elite people do exist. Well, yes,
2: people meet all the time. So what? Well, and that's just like his his, uh, dodge that, yeah, uh, they might be angry about the children, but they don't get angry uh, uh, about the half million dead Iraqis. What does one have to do with the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't get angry about uh, Genghis Khan sweeping across Asia. How many people died then? How many children died then? <laughs> what about the Black Plague? As I mentioned last week, the Black Plague happened. 17 million people died. They don't care about that. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Uh, what I, about Mount Vesuvius? When know, that erupted, I, killed a whole true. bunch of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about that. Some of them were children. You care about that? No, you don't care about that. What? Wait. What do any of these things have to do with it? I'm surprised I, he's so not weird. a black
0: plague
1: denier. Uh, oh, you
2: know, that was, that was
0: totally a false
1: flag. <laughs> and then, by the way, uh, you notice, uh, what is a uh, rodent uh, or uh, an insect killing uh, uh, spray? Black flag. Black flag. Proving wow. that Black Plague was an inside wow. job, false flag.
2: Good point, Stu.
1: Thank you. I think I brought that one around. You get that
2: to InfoWars <laughs> today. I, I,
1: we could get that up on InfoWars in a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Black flag proves the Black Plague was an inside flag job.
2: That's the headline. I've written the headline. It's a good headline, Thank too. You. I think so. Don't think it's
1: not. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's, it, this is, it's sad that so many people, because, I mean, again, like, look at the point you're bringing up. Uh, talk about how all these people who died in Iraq. Well, well, what is that a left? Is that a right wing point now? No, it is not. Is that a right wing point that the That's, Iraq war was a hoax was to murder hidden. a bunch of people in Iraq? Is that right. a right wing point? It was because
2: the government wanted to kill Iraqis. Right. Because he was a hardcore left wing person at the man. time.
1: And now he's supposedly a right wing person. Uh, but I mean, again, this, you know, again, we've talked about this before. There's just no value in this currency. It's Zimbabwe. The idea that you need to be consistent is not a currency that has any value in it. It's just Mm -hmm. this inflationary nonsense. You can have a trillion dollar bill from Zimbabwe uh, that can't buy anything. Well, the fact that you said the exact opposite of what you believe now, yesterday, doesn't mean anything to anyone anymore. No one cares that you've done that. Yeah. And that is, I don't know how you live in a world like that. We I really have, don't. We're going to find out, though. Uh, yeah.
2: You're there, so find, you're going to find out with us. And we have more of this uh, special interview coming up in a second. Oh, no good. Quite a treat. You know, Stuber Gear... The one piece of evidence you continue to ignore, I've noticed, on the Sandy Hook thing, is the children walking around in circles. With their hands you, up. Get, with their hands up. You can't... I mean, we've seen the footage. And, uh, well, I haven't, but I've heard about the footage. Around and around. Around and around they, they go. They go and where they stop, nobody knows. And that proves it was a hoax. And you won't even address it. Why? Well, I, I, I
1: did, again... I, you start with the uh, belief that you know these kids really died. That's kind of my first yeah. belief, um, because of all the evidence well, supporting yeah. that. But it shows how naive I guess, you are. Theoretically, right? Right. If people walked around in a circle with their hands up, it would disprove their deaths. I mean, we can all—I <laughs> think we could all land there if that did occur.
2: <laughs> right. I, just, I don't understand <laughs> that. And he makes that point time after time yeah. after time. Uh, I've seen the footage: uh, kids walking around in circles in the building. What? Okay, let's say that really happened, which we can't find any evidence of. But let's say they were walking around in circles in the building. What, what does that mean? Right. So, what, do you, what does that mean? So, we decided just because
1: we knew you would, because you're, you're, you're it's conspiracy theory, um, the, the structure of it works like this make a claim, throw out something about evidence. You know, people walking what around What about circles. World Trade 7? Right. What about Building 7? All right. And so you'll be like, well, I, what, don't, know. I don't know. What, what about, if, it? Let what me about it? Let me look Let look into, into it. And uh-huh. then you'll see, like, whoa, well, there, wait, there is footage. They're hoping they can get you in. Because if they can prove any one of their thousands of claims to even mm-hmm. be mildly right, you'll start believing them. Mm-hmm. That's their hope. That's how these things work. So with this one, they say, and I think he, I, my belief is, and I don't know this for a fact because I, 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 I have not been able to find the footage of... Kids walking around the school with their hands up over and over again like a drill. There is one piece of footage which I think everyone seems to point back to, um, people who believe this conspiracy. There's a helicopter footage of the firehouse um, after the incident. Okay, And I, it looks like all the families or all the people, the, the parents of the school uh, members or somebody are all there. I don't see kids. I don't see them with their hands up. Um, so again, I, I, but he could be doing the same thing where he's just like mis, misremembering it or kind of like... You know, Trump with the whole uh, people were partying on thousands, thousands of partying. And, and, and like we at the time said, like, he's probably referring to the Palestinians mm-hmm. who who threw parties after 9-11, not people in New Jersey. He couldn't, of course, admit that. So uh, people tried to justify that he what he actually meant when he saw He said he saw the footage. Well, you know, you can't create seen footage in your head, but you can mistake footage. So given the benefit of the doubt here, he mistaking footage for this for this b- belief by some that. People are walking around this firehouse in a circle. Now, what the footage actually shows, it's about a minute long from a a helicopter, shows people exiting the back side of a firehouse and walking around one side and walking in the front side of the firehouse. Now, it does not show the people walking around in circles and circles and circles over and over again. You only see them leading out one side in a line as if someone in the back of the firehouse said, hey, we need to move you to the front of the firehouse for X, Y, or Z reason. Walk out, just follow the people in front of you. You'll walk out around the building and in the front door. That's all it is. It, it doesn't... It, A, it doesn't prove that people were walking around in circles. <laughs> B, it's not children with their hands up. Mm-hmm. C, it's not at the school. D, even if, it, even if people were walking around in circles and over, over and over again, what the hell would that show? nothing mm-hmm. it wouldn't show anything they're trying to make it seem like because they were walking around in circles they didn't have enough actors to make it look like there's enough victims right
2: so they keep recycling like if they're they going to perpetrate this hoax they couldn't find 26 people
1: right and there's more than 26 in the picture Come on. that's the point they have more than enough parents to convince you 26 people died there they wouldn't need to recycle victims. they didn't say a thousand people died mm-hmm. and they only had 50 so they had to keep rotating them through And again, they aren't rotated through. You don't see that at all. You only see them walking from the back of the building to the front of the building. Now, that's way more more investigation than you should need in this topic because we Mm -hmm. all know this actually occurred. We all
2: know it. So this is kind of interesting because now that the light uh, has shone down on the darkness that Alex Jones perpetrates every single day, He's scrambling around like a cockroach trying to figure out what to do. He doesn't know, what, he doesn't know where to hide because he's got to maintain the uh, hoaxes or he's out of business. He's already told, you know, whatever. He claims millions of people watch his nonsense every day, every day. Okay, well, if that's the case, he is perpetrating all of these hoaxes on millions of people every single day. So he's got to keep them going. He has to keep them going. And yet he's had to sort of deny The Sandy Hook nonsense. He's had to deny the uh, uh, Pizzagate thing, which he's had to come out and apologize and say, okay, we were wrong on the Pizzagate. And Chobani yogurt, uh, where he said they were importing rapists uh, from refugee camps. Here's where they cover some of that.
3: Another apology came just this spring. Chobani yogurt (coughs) sued Jones after InfoWars (laughs) banned the lie that Chobani employees committed a sexual assault in Idaho. On behalf of Infowars,
5: I regret that we mischaracterized <laughs> Chobani. I love these apologies. misstated facts about Chobani and its it.
3: owner, which you could have found out if you just had a reporter do a little shoe leather reporting, pick up the phone, that. call, check out this. the facts. It's you never incredible. would have had to retract that well, or apologize.
5: This is my statement on that. We know that that was basically a PR event, and and what happens is you've got a year of reporting. On the reported sexual assault.
3: All of which has nothing to do with Chabani.
5: Yeah, I know you're not going to let me get it
3: out, already. I'm going to let you get yes. it I just want to make sure the record's straight because I don't want to smear the man. You are the one who said that you were wrong about Chabani. You said that.
5: Well, that's because they chose to go after me, and so I simply pointed out that we were reporting other people's reports that were not entirely accurate, and for that we were sorry because it was true. You don't sound
3: very sorry. What? I'm... Um,
5: <laughs> Now, the media said stuff about the settlement that wasn't true.
3: What? what? You said things about Shobani and anything? his owner that were not true. Are you sorry? I, I'm going to tell
5: you again. There <laughs> was, The media really was upset that they said that there was a hoax. It's
3: not the media. And so what they did. You.
5: And so what they are did. Are you sorry? And so what they did, so what the, what the media did. <laughs> we'll do it. You know, it was the media, and, and we have the PIs and the law firms, and we're working on it right now. Let's just say Chibani was real
3: happy to get out of that lawsuit. <laughs> but the lawsuit I, 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 I can't clear. Believe it. was clear. Infowars was the I, only I, media outlet trying to hang on to that lie too. That forced Jones to apologize.
2: He's had to apologize. Yeah. He's had to disavow it, and now he's trying to reavow it. Yeah. Let's let's translate that moment for a second. What he's
1: basically wow. saying is, I, because my PR people told me I had to do it, or my legal people told me I had to do it. I apologize, but I still believe the story. That is what he's saying there. That is what he's saying. Uh and uh Quite clearly. He, yes. And he it's interesting to see him because he can't even give oh, up he's on it. Sweating like, he's a, probably, pig. Oh, he's sweating like
2: he, a pig. He just, he's he just in Jeffyland. He is in <laughs> Jeffyland. Land. <laughs> he he's Jephyland. worse than Jeffyland. He's I mean, he's got gravy shooting out his pores. He doesn't know what the hell to do. I just want to say this: he is Shibani on the hot. Was
1: real happy to get out of that. Basket, <laughs> yeah. right? like you're. Su-
2: hey. He's on the hot
1: seat, man. So you're supposed wow. to what, believe that Shabani did do something
2: wrong. That he yeah, apologized,
1: right. even though he didn't mean it. If I were Shabani, un- I'd
2: become an after I'd come again. right back after him. Come back right because he just disavowed right the apology. He sure he did. Just disavowed the apology, all without
1: actually going all the way to the to saying I actually didn't. That was a BS apology. I had to do it. What? Wow. What he's saying—that yeah. is unreal. That is incredible, man. I and I. Unreal. There is very little uh, that you can watch on a television screen <laughs> that I appreciate more than an Alex Jones apology. <laughs> it's so good because he's so off. You could tell it just in, internally killing him.
2: To oh, say these things. oh my gosh! Because yes. he
1: knows the truth. He just can't. He can't. Come, can't golly. come out and do it. I have to apologize. Um, and his point there—that like, look, what I said was that other people uh, reported other things that we reported, and for that we apologize, uh, because that part is true. That part is true.
2: And you know what? You can't... That doesn't... Deflecting to other reports, you use those as if they were true... Rather than checking them out to see if they were true, you still have the responsibility. And I think it's like, it's okay. Like, we've brought up theories before by
1: people that we don't know that are true. And what we say is, look, we don't know if this is true. Right. Uh, We're checking into this. Uh, We don't think, uh, you know, this part of it. But here's
2: what's being reported. This can't
1: be true. How many times have we said that? This cannot be true. This cannot be true. So let me ask the control room. This was edited, this Alex Jones commercial. <laughs> with uh, Okay, good. Uh, so, this is about 100,000 people sent us this uh, commercial Never over the ending. weekend. again, um, which we appreciate, of course. We, we enjoy <laughs> our Alex Jones material. Again, to us, really, he's, he's very funny. It wasn't really until he started getting attention from important, powerful people that it mm-hmm. uh, was, you know, to take it a little bit more seriously. But to me, he's very funny. And he's just a nut job. And uh, I, someone decided to put his voice on Alexa uh, and come up with a new commercial, it's, it's a pretty <laughs> priceless watch.
4: Introducing Amazon Echo. With your new personal assistant, Alexa Jones. Whatever you need, all you have to do is ask Alexa Jones.
5: Well, what does it do?
4: Alexa, what do you do?
5: Teach people about the sexual pleasure of eating turds. <laughs> Alexa.
4: <laughs> Alexa, play rock music. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop. Excuse me.
3: Wait, I want to try. Alexa, what time is it?
5: Time to die. Alexa, how tall is Mount Everest? Look it up for yourself. I mean, this is what they're... What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Alexa, <laughs>
3: add wrapping paper to the shopping list.
5: Those are f***ing fighting words. Excuse me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it goes on right. and on. Wait, tap water is a gay bomb? Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't... I did... That's one I didn't know. I... I really didn't know that tap water was a gay bomb. So if you drink well, tap water. You knew the water was turning the freaking frogs in. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that is, I didn't know that's that. the
1: gay bomb in action.
2: Okay, all right. So do, does it you work on water, humans as
1: well? You knew the does water it,
2: was making uh, shrimp commit suicide well, or course. birdicide. Shrimpicide? Shrimpicide, mm-hmm. yes. Because they'll, what they'll do is they'll swim right up to a to a seagull <laughs> and ask <laughs> it to eat him. That's what they'll do. And that is, the, to me, the, more, uh, the, the better Alex Jones is the
1: he's really disturbed about this story, Alex yeah. Jones. <laughs> yes. like, that's the, that's the, th- the guy <laughs> with the,
2: uh, if you, you, know, you see the turtle and you feel for it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just clawing against the, cl- the ga- glass and you, and you just you feel for it. That was his human-fish no, hybrid story. That's, that's where <laughs> the turtle lives. Yeah, I've never I'd, I'd felt never for felt a turtle
1: for in, a, in a tank at a zoo. Yeah. Never.
2: Never. In fact, I I rarely see turtles in tanks at zoos. You know, the ones that are in the tanks are usually sharks and that kind of thing. Mm. I I don't see that many turtles. But anyway. uh, That's why it's so fantastical. That's so fantastic. (laughs) So (laughs) apparently it works on humans, too. It's a gay uh, bomb
1: for humans? I will say I don't know the answer to it, but I'm assuming those two tie- those are tied okay. together. I mean, All is right. water. Is there other yes. two separate gay bomb stories? <laughs> I don't know. And they played I don't know the clip. I'm sure that's what it is. They played the clip. Was it last night they played the clip as well during the Megan Kelly thing where they showed him going off and calling Adam Schiff a fairy? Yeah. And then. Uh, um, oh, wow.
2: I mean, yeah. they played that whole. A lot of that clip with it really it being out. I mean, man, that is.
1: That's, that's rough stuff, man. The guy, I mean, the guy... It's the, surprising the, he, can,
2: he can survive that.
1: He, I mean, well, I don't think he can. I mean, survive. I mean, he's selling freaking male vitality I formula know. to morons. But successfully. Um, I, so far, yeah. You and I, I guess he can't really ruin it with his own audience. Um, he is seemingly unhinged enough, though, that he could blow this whole thing up, it feels like. He good. seems
0: close mm-hmm. to that.
1: He really you're is. Right. Mm-hmm. I, that was not a good performance. Again, you're going into a, a mainstream media interview and you're Alex Jones. You have to know what your answer is to the Sandy Hook thing. That is, uh, again, like I understand that the evidence uh, of him talking about it does not support, but again, you have to just figure out a way to get out of it if you're Alex Jones, and mm-hmm. he can't even do that. I mean, he's clearly trying there. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's, like he's like, you know, I'm going to stick with this
2: theory and that's my
1: answer. No, he's trying to, to disavow it. He just can't do it. He's just so bad at it. <laughs> He is not, I will say. And,
2: and he's only half heartedly trying to disavow it because right. he, for his audience, he can't disavow it. But to get any credibility with everybody else, he has to. So it winds up in that weird zone where I both believe and disbelieve.
1: Yeah. One of the things Trump has really mastered, and he did really well throughout the campaign, um, is realize. I don't know if he did this in a—he in a, studied the psychology of it and figured it out, or he just you know, blathered himself into it. But realize that if you say something that, disavow, that disavows your audience, for mm-hmm. example, I'm going to keep DACA. Right? This—I uh, mean, mm-hmm. here's a guy who ran on "I'm so tough on immigration." He's now going to—he's embraced, at least for a long time, the uh, the the border nonsense that Obama put in. He's embraced it. So how do you defend that? Well. Trump is smart enough or dumb enough to realize that if you don't do the blathering that Trump di- that J- Jones just did, you just remain confident and don't address it. Your audience who loves you, un- you know, unfailingly will fill in the excuse for you. They will say mm-hmm. he has to say that to the mainstream media. Uh, he has to say that he's in the middle of the campaign. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't really mean that they will fill it in for you if you don't blather your way through it. Mm -hmm. And what Jones does there is just, I don't know, yeah, I I believed it at the time, but I was a devil's advocate, and I also (laughs) believe the opposite, and I now believe it, but I kind of tend to think that people die there, but I don't. No, because the opposite is true. People walking in circles, right? Like, that doesn't work. What Trump does is just say, you know what? Absolutely, he was born in America. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, as if he didn't spend three yeah. years telling you the exact opposite. Yeah. They'll just say the other thing and then move on. Yeah. And then all of his people go, well, he has to say that he was born in America now. If that's true, okay, I'll give you that for a second. If you're a believer in, in Donald Trump and you believed him through this, oh, he has to say that. He's running for president. Now he's president. Why hasn't he started an investigation on it now? Right. Because he never, he doesn't believe anything. He just says whatever he believes will benefit him at the moment. Jones does believe this stuff. Jones is mm-hmm. in this camp. Jones mm-hmm. legitimately. Uh, yeah, believes, for example, Sandy Hook is a uh, Sandy Hook is a hoax.
2: He believes it. He just knows no he can't say it. There's just no question of yeah. that. Triple eight seven two seven Beckmore Patton Stew is, you know, inevitable. We should do a segment maybe next with like a, a, a
1: guy who is allowed to pr- like a, a lot of criminal activity in his life. Oh, okay. And then who uh-huh. bl- brings up random stories that he thinks are interesting for no particular reason. Like a Jeffy segment. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah.
2: Jeffy found it felt like sharing with us, so we
0: don't have to talk anymore. Well, we lost another one over the weekend. Stephen First, you remember him from? No, uh, I don't remember him. Animal House, Flounder. Do you remember Stephen First? Right? No, I don't.
2: That doesn't Three. ring a bell at all. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: 63. Anyway, only 63 uh, died from diabetes. Rest in peace. Oh, I was it. a little surprised that um, uh, he died so young, even with the diabetes. But in the story, it talked about him losing his wife. Of forty mm. years earlier this year, so it appears that maybe Stephen just gave up.
2: Oh, AB, sad enough. That does happen. We I also know, have a story about uh, having a broken heart and how that's actually a physical thing.
0: Right, I know. I mean, how long? Uh, you, so you, it's been pro- at least hundreds, and I heard you say something, reading something about thousands of years that it's been referred to. Yeah, right. right. And yeah. so uh, I mean, even I mean, even
2: the Bee Gees knew that. <laughs> how can you mend a broken heart? How can a loser ever win? How can you stop the rain from falling down? Please tell me. Exactly
1: science.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Colin Kaepernick back in the news. Uh, He tweeted his displeasure with the verdict uh, of the shooting death of the black motorist. Uh, NFL quarterback said, uh, hey, you can't ignore your history. Always remember who they are. He was happy to. uh, Yeah. Uh, in the this the is Fernando officer, Castile, right? A yes, the okay. uh, police officers. Uh, he compared the police officers to uh, fugitive slave
1: patrolmen. Uh,
2: that's nice.
1: Because mm. uh, mm. someone, good, I was yeah. listening to a sports show recently that was talking about the Kaepernick thing. About oh, that had to
2: be really insight. intelligent. Let me guess, it was uh, brilliant. It was brilliant, uh, and uh, so wonderfully thought out. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and and the uh, the idea was, uh, first of <clears throat> all, which I think is true, is that if he's Peyton Manning. Uh, he's getting signed, right? And people will overlook this type
2: of nonsense yeah. for Peyton Manning. He's not Peyton Manning, but he's
1: not. However. He's not. He, right. Honestly, he's he probably should have a backup job. Like if let's say if he was if he acted like Peyton Manning and was the absolute upstanding citizen,
2: he'd be making he, six million a year as a backup. As a backup,
1: but he's obviously not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, he, you know, that's clear. I, for a while, he lost his job it to like Blaine Gabbert. Gabbert, right? And it seemed like. And by the way, that was before he started protesting <laughs> anything. So, I mean, it seemed like he was going to be a good quarterback for a while. It didn't work out. Sorry. You know, do people like, does Mark Sanchez get a job somewhere after it looks like he's going to be a good quarterback and it doesn't work out? Yeah. He's still in the league. Mm -hmm. He's making $2 million a year as a backup. And, you know, people will try it. Um, But with the the penalty of a guy who is, you know, doing this nonsense off the field and and honestly on the field, right, taking a knee for the national anthem, um, that is something that people aren't going to put up with,
2: with it with. For his return. Correct. They, they're not going to put that much investment. Enough. It's just not yeah, worth it. Yeah, because he's been passed up over and over and over again. One backup quarterback gig after another. Yeah. Nobody wants him. Nobody and, wants that baggage. I right. think Seattle has kind of showed some interest. They, they, they did, but they they signed somebody <clears throat> else. and uh, They signed
1: uh, Austin Davis. Yeah. Um,
2: Austin Davis no.
1: over Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, if just pure football, I probably also sign Austin Davis over. Uh, yes. not, not because I think Austin Davis is some superhero, but because <laughs> Kaepernick obviously sucks, and he's obviously focused on other things than football. He's not. Yeah. He is not throwing his life into football right now. If you have someone who's working their ass off to do this, like Tim Tebow, is not a good quarterback either. But at least he was working his ass off all the time. All, all the time. He still couldn't get a job. The other part I want to say about this is. People forget, it's not just the kneeling for the national anthem. It's the wearing the socks with cops are pigs uh, on, on there. F the pigs. Um, that's that's a totally different uh, step here. And now, again, he furthers that here, saying it's not just about, like, well, you know, I don't like the treatment of African Americans historically. It's that cops are awful.
0: Cops are fugitive slave patrols. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. So Come bad. On. And when they keep talking about it, I mean, they've tried to slam uh, at least uh, Collins and his people surround him uh that the, he's been blackballed and uh i like you know the nfl is uh you know handling it pretty well i thought because roger was like uh no uh, we're a meritocracy that's true it's a good word from god we're
2: a meritocracy if a team thought that they would help them he would be signed so qua- and that's I, probably I, I, true i mean they don't want, probably they true, don't want the hassle that comes with him uh and the yes. backlash from some Absolutely more conservative not. fans but also the guy's just not good right he right. had one decent year, and then he's, he's been garbage the rest of the time. Yeah. So I mean, if really, I, nobody re- wants to take that chance. And the comparison uh, with uh, some of the other excellent
0: quarterbacks, Hall of Fame, future Hall yeah. of Fame quarterbacks, to Colin is
2: ridiculous. Oh, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm.
1: How, well, a good example here is Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel has a lot of potential. He actually showed flashes when he mm-hmm. played,
2: but he's a disaster personally. And he's personally,
1: out of the league. And he's not in the league. Out of, of the, the league. By the way, White Right, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I honestly, like, if just from pure playing, I probably at least attempt it with Manzel. I mean, but neither one of them are going to be in the no. league because they have their own sets of issues. They sure do. So we have some fun things.
2: You didn't even introduce us. You didn't even say who they're looking at. a
1: nine-minute open. Wow. Was that twenty-seven minutes of saying what this if they, they were paying attention show? to it? I don't know if anyone pay attention to this either. <laughs>
0: uh, no, so, but the open also shows you guys attempting to kill me. No, no, we're trying me. to save you. But you know, this gives you the opportunity to say, "Hey, it was just a joke." <laughs>
2: Well, it wasn't a joke. We are trying to save you. And then at the last second, we have to get out because it wouldn't do any good for all of us to die.
1: We weren't trying to save
2: you. Right? Um,
1: so <laughs> let's go through some of the ridiculous. Stuff. I love this. Uh, can we start with Al Sharpton, by the way? Is this possible? Oh, yes. This picture of Al Sharpton, is this real? Well, I don't know. I love, and I love the caption that goes along with it. Um, Happy Father's Day, huh. uh, headed to work workout, then Politics Nation. Uh, and then wow, he is a
2: tiny little guy now. <laughs> it's
1: funny you say that. The, the, the caption of a, a guy who tweeted it said, Al Sharpton looks like a 12-year-old in his PE clothes uh, for third period.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except for the gray hair, you would think. He's
2: <laughs> like eight years
1: old. Isn't that a wh- That I is mean, so weird. It's so weird, too. There's this guy is a guy who's known as being... <laughs> uh, I mean, he came into our lives as this fat guy. Yeah. And now, I yeah. mean, he looks... He does. He looks like he's, like, 12. He there's looks like a, a miniature us. person.
0: There's not a lot of us.
2: What? There's not a lot of us that, uh, you know, are the, like that. That No. Uh, what no. do you mean us? Wait, why would you say? I'm
0: just saying. Me, me and Al, it's, uh, there's not a lot of us. There's
2: not a lot We're in common. Into, uh, I will say that
0: uh, he was... <laughs> come into your lives, uh, you know, as, uh, as... fat people. ...overweight, and then uh, leave and then uh, looking like a 12-year-old kid. There's
1: not a lot of us, too.
2: Hmm. It's an interesting perspective about your life. Uh-huh. And the way you look.
1: Um... Let me ask you this, and this is. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this video. Oh, um, but do you think it? did you read about it? Can we go back for just a second to the yeah. Al before you go? Sure, ahead. yeah, of course. Um,
0: this man still has a. Na- he, he promotes his
2: national radio show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that means exactly. It's on the internet, that's what that means, right? Is that what that means? I think he have, I don't know. I, I think know. he legitimately. I mean, has who carries
1: that? the Al Sharpton show? I don't know. I, I don't know but maybe there's certain. Please. I think there is. I think he does. Because I remember yes. when we. There was some story where there was a gun incident. And someone called in and said, Al, what are you going to do, start banning knives? If, right. Uh, if, and he said, yeah, you know what, if there's, a lot of, if there's a problem with knives, we'll ban knives. And we played a clip
2: from that. That's the only reason I believe. That was a couple of years ago, though. I don't know if it still exists. Can, can we also examine the socks situation with the shorts? Oh, yeah. Way too tall. Way too, Way tall. too high for socks with shorts on. No, no, honey. That uh, is a very, very bad fashion faux pas. That looks like an old white guy doing something like that, right? Can, I, like an 80-year-old man would do that and wear that outfit.
1: And can we uh, go into the? Because <laughs> I think we go even further here and now analyze what is his thought process when doing this. So he uh-huh. wants to take a picture of himself, but obviously he wants—he's doing it in front of the mirror because he thinks that's good. I think, well, it's a cool
0: look, right? Mm-hmm. He gets his face looking at the mirror, and then he gets the long shot of look how. And where felt is that, yeah. he? Yeah.
2: Looks like he's in a closet or something. It probably, probably is, probably a hallway into his back room. It's not a very nice place. And in front in. of a uh, it does look
1: like a closet. It, it very well might be the closet. But he also is, is that because he's in front of a mirror there? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a yes. weird picture. Um, and, really? But is. I mean, I, you do give him credit
2: in that, like, he's lost, what, 200 pounds? I mean, uh, I, I think he got back down to his birth weight. Yeah, he looks. <laughs> that is my current position right now. He's Al on his way to his
0: birth
1: weight.
2: Is, I'll tell you that. Has reached his birth weight of eight pounds three ounces.
1: <laughs> and I am um, going mm. the opposite uh, direction,
2: uh, as well as uh, just as in case I. Anyone was uh, noticing. And uh, so,
0: Jeffy, uh, it's a shame. I'm, I already said you know it's not look, I, You've got down out.
2: to your birth weight. Mm-hmm. Were you 800 pounds of bird?
0: Because did you say getting down to? Because I'm not down to 800 yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, le- <laughs>
2: all
1: right, a couple other ridiculous videos. Um, let me give you this. This is uh, so I don't know. Do you believe this is real? Do you believe this is real? This is supposedly a guy. I guess they're maybe gonna. They have a camera to maybe jump out of an airplane with a parachute. They drop the camera. And then it falls down to the earth, and we'll, I'll show you what happens here. Do you believe this is legitimate? I mean, my, my initial reaction is this can't be real, but let's watch. All right. Okay, wrapping the plane, looking out over the planes. Uh, they're flip up, flip off the camera, and they get a little too close to the edge here, and drop the camera. Okay, so the camera's falling down, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. from the sky. Mm-hmm. See, looks pretty. Mm. It's not, not not going well for the, this poor camera.
2: Did the chute open? Is that what happened? Or I don't know. the draft picks it back up again? It's moving fast though towards the earth. Yeah, it is. Oh. No way. No way, right? <laughs> <laughs> I believed it until the pig. Yeah. I definitely believed it until the pig. Now I believe that to be completely fake.
1: Well, they're two real videos. They're just stitched together, right? Yes. Like, they put a camera in the slop, and the kid, pig came over and ate it after. <laughs> they did not drop into the slop perfectly. That's really it, well done, though. It's it really it well is, done, yeah. yeah. That whole fall could really be edited pretty easily, I think? You think? Yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, it's flipping around, so it's just basically static for the fall.
2: Yeah, but how do you fake that? How do you do that? Do you know how to do that? I mean,
1: I think you could do it. I mean, I I don't... I I can't tell... I cannot walk you through a final cut to get you Well, then maybe you should pipe down. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Nicest car horn ever. Do we have this one? Nicest car horn ever. Let's watch. Here
4: we go. Yes.
1: That is what I call the courtesy honk.
4: I just push this custom button and it's two super quick chirps of the horn that are not only friendly sounding, but it's intentionally not as loud as a normal horn. Which leads me to this final button, which is only to be used in extreme situations, like when two teenagers are taking their sweet time to cross the street in front of you while fidget spinning. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it really should be more. Kind of yeah.
2: yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the not angry horn, and yeah. then you know you be you mean just business. the hey, the light's green, let's go. Yeah, beep. It's beep. pretty good. Yeah, it's it good. That's I will good. say,
1: by the way, the, uh, there's a story in uh, 538 today that say the fi- the fidget spinner thing has already peaked. So that. we're past it. Or we're, I mean, it's going to oh. ramp down. Yeah, but it looks like we're past it. Really? And that's important. True.
0: in my life. Wow. It sucks for them, though, because uh, I was hoping to ride that probably through uh, the holidays.
1: Right. I mean, I, yeah, you thought... I mean, and I think it'll still be a thing, but it does seem like... I guess searches have started to decrease for it, and... Um, you know, searches on websites to to purchase them. And that's just started...
2: that four-pointed thing that you spin around? I want to say it's three-pointed. Yeah. Three-pointed?
1: Okay. I really don't get it.
2: I, I actually spun that one. We went to a friend's house when we were in Utah on vacation, and they had one there, and I was spinning it and spinning it and spinning it, and then it was, like, done. And I'm like, okay, this is a real thing. What? A, why? What are people doing? They have the it?
0: fidget cubes now, too.
2: Supposedly there are a million different ways you can spin it. Yeah. But, like, you... I can do it with my hands or I could do it with my feet or I could what can you do You can do? do the
0: center you can not spin the outer weave, but just just spin the the
1: the inner wheel So <laughs>
2: <laughs> what?
1: So? Like, there are moments where you say, I want to really fight for this country, and there's <clears> others <throat> yeah. you just say, it should just be destroyed. <laughs> we should actually fight on the other side yeah. to
2: destroy it. It's just gotten too stupid and yeah, too it, weird. It really
1: has. Yeah. Um, and we, of course, and, and I would like to alert uh, the <laughs> the, uh, the control room of I wouldn't do this D2 video that we have here. Um, because Pat and I have been working on something really important. A lot of people are, uh, you know, a lot of people will, they, 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 they take up all their time on these frivolous things, fidget spinners, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Constitution. Mm-hmm. These ridiculous things when there are real issues around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Pat and I have worked hard uh, together. Yes. Uh, in unison to to work on uh, issues that really, uh, you know, matter to people around the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you've probably seen this constantly on, uh, on cable news, um, but uh, we'll show
2: it here and we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you have what it takes to save a life?
1: There are children in Africa today who are starving, who need food and need your help.
2: They're killing puppies. Well, they're eating puppies. Oh, Oh. over eight puppies have been eaten by African children.
1: Well, and we we should also... Be clear that the puppies are in trouble too. I mean, it's not just the kids. It's mostly the puppies. Yeah, that are we're in actually that's The kids are eating. Yeah, I mean the kids themselves they're fine, but the puppies are being are being consumed mm-hmm. constantly. And please save African puppies. Right. So we, first of all, save the African puppies. Then that will. We're, then we're going to have to come up with a new one to save the African children. Uh, because they're not going to have the
2: puppies anymore to eat, which is a, obviously a big deal. But um, the puppies but, have the same flies going all in their eyes, and they don't have hands to swat them away. Now, then we're going to, if we get rid
1: of the flies, however, we would need to start an African frog charity yeah. because they actually eat the flies. Um, so all of this is, is very concerning. Um, and just donate money. We don't have the organization, but just donate it. Now. Please help. Or, or
2: something. <laughs> I think we. Wow, that's. <laughs> that's I had to dab away some tears because I'd forgotten it's been a while since we, since we uh, recorded that uh, public service announcement for African puppies. But so to review, <clears throat> uh, there's a problem with African children who need
1: food, mm-hmm. but more, mainly because they're, the they're killing puppies, yeah, and then we have to save the puppies. But yeah. To save the puppies, and we'd have to start a new charity to save the children, and then the. The flies. If they go away, then we need a frog charity. <laughs> <laughs> the real food chain issue here. It is. I'm glad, yeah. we, I'm glad we cut that though. We have raised upwards mm-hmm. of zero dollars. Well, not upwards. Uh, exactly <laughs> zero dollars. <laughs> that was a, We just did that one day. We were cutting. We had to cut a commercial for somebody, and we just that we had to like we were delayed, <laughs> and we just started BSing about fake charities, and, and then we turned and it into something. Yes. I went to the movies this weekend, Pat. Did you know? Yeah, sure did. What'd you see? I saw, uh, I saw what ha- many, or at least one, has called the perfect movie.
0: I saw. Um, the I saw the review. Guardians uh, of the. the yeah, Guardians. I'm sorry.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy Two.
0: I saw. Uh, oh, you uh, read the it? review of your from your wife? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Re- review from my wife, uh, and she agreed with me uh, fully. A giant piece of
2: crap. I told you. Uh, <laughs> did not I not tell not you? Not perfect <laughs> movie, but terrible. Did I? Did I not tell you? Did Wait. I? Who was it that said? It's a freaking mess. <laughs> there
1: is no, That was me. That was me. Seriously. There, the, it's a the, mess. The debate between who has better movie taste between Glenn and Pat is not a debate. No. There is a consensus. Pat wins this. <laughs> I, how that thing? Okay, here's what happened in the movie. It's a
2: freaking mess.
1: Overblown, obvious, trying-too-hard jokes. Yes. Combine it with a thousand pounds of Really bad sentimental crap. Yes. And then, if you put all of the special effects that have ever been done on a keyboard, Mm -hmm. a three year old mashing his hands on them. That's the movie.
2: Yeah. That was
1: terrible. And I loved the first one. Loved it. I
2: I did too. I absolutely loved the first one. I've probably seen the first one five times. Yeah. The second one, 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 I don't think I'll ever see it again. I'll never. It was was a piece of garbage. It was was just a mess. A mess. How did he think that was the perfect movie? I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I when he when I heard that he had said that because I think I was gone that week, and, uh, and and I came back and he's like, "It's the perfect movie." What? That, and you're like, "It's kind what? of." A, it was kind of a mess, and, yeah. and, and you were understating it. Yeah, I mean, really understating it. <clears throat> it's not good. It's it, just it, not good. That
1: was a objectively. It was really disappointing.
2: Movie. It really was. It was bad. And the, the convoluted weird story, too, is just like...
1: I don't even know what... Ha- I mean, honestly, Ugh. like, I was... I, you're right, it was hard to follow the story, but I was so uninterested in the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I, can't, I, I really can't believe how bad it was.
2: Yeah, it was terrible. It's terrible. Did you see it, Jeffy? You haven't oh, you seen don't, it yet? You don't really
1: pay for uh, things. I forgot. Uh, so, Not yeah. for those
2: movies. Do you like sci-fi movies?
1: You don't yeah, like it? Yeah, no, I'll see it. I'll see it. You I will? Just, yeah, just, okay. Oh
2: I was re- I mean, really disappointed. It'd be
0: disappointed interesting to see what you I, think I, of it if,
2: you're, it. if you're, if you're on. Because uh,
0: the first one was enjoyable.
2: To it, me, it was. To me, really it was good. way more than enjoyable. Yeah, I know. It was it I was know, great. and I
0: know. And that's why
2: I mean, I, that's why
0: great. I even give it better, reach into enjoyable, because my kids loved it. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, it was enjoyable for me. Would I go see it by myself? Probably not. Oh, really?
1: Man. Oh, wow. Stupid well, raccoon. We had a company in town. I also went to, I saw <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, we, we put mm-hmm. a preview of it um, here. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it looked good on the preview. Was it good? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, it, first of all, really good job by the actor. I, I don't know who he was, but the guy who played Winston Churchill, um, he was really good in it. It, it was it, Steve. Steve, oh, yeah, the actor. Steve, uh, Steve mm-hmm. was excellent in the role. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. Oh, was, it, was it just Steve? It was, no, yeah, it was just... Mm-hmm. He, had no, okay. no he goes by name. one name. Like, you know Share. the actor
2: known as Steve? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Um, it, was, it was pretty well done, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was really good in it. <laughs> However, it was it was a weird focus for Winston Churchill. Like, if I'm telling you Winston Churchill, we're going to cover a part of Winston Churchill's life, which one are you going to? World War Two. Yes, World War Two. Mm-hmm. But what part of World War Two? if you're going to spend an entire movie, which they did here, basically on five days. Oh, on five days? Right. The whole thing is set in about five days, first of all. Wow. Secondly, it's not about, what I would say, like, okay, Churchill, you're talking about the time where he's speaking the truth about the Nazis. and uh, And... And uh, what's his face? Uh, Peace in Our Time guy. Uh, Uh, Chamberlain. Chamberlain is is disagreeing with him. Like, that to me is the central story of this guy's life. Now, he said he had an amazing life, and there were many moments like that. Um, What they decided to choose was the five days leading up to D Day. And apparently, at least according to this movie, he was really against it. Like, fighting Mm -hmm. to the death to stop the invasion uh, on D Day. And uh, to the point of, like, Mm. Uh, I mean, he ob- really could have hurt the war. I mean, like it was probably, it seemingly wow. his worst five days. That's really um, weird. And they focused on that, and why and he never came around to he the Did think
2: it wasn't time yet? Or he had
1: an experience in uh, in World War One, apparently, that was uh, where they tried a, a similar type of attack uh, that didn't go well. Um, and he was sh- he didn't want a bunch mm. of soldiers to die, which of course no one does. But I mean, mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of that, like you're trying to break the Nazi machine. Yeah, you, you have to do something dramatic. They had to. It obviously worked. Um, he was, but he was opposed to it. So the thing that actually won the war, he was viscerally opposed to, um, and they kind of went through that part of his life, which was I thought a strange focus. However, the movie was done well, um, and uh, you know,
2: so there you go on that one. Um, uh, Have anybody seen Alien Covenant? No, I heard it was really bad, though. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard seen really bad reviews on that. Um, the 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 one though that uh, is getting really bad reviews is the Mummy. Yeah. And I think deservedly so. And you saw it, right? Yeah, it's not Again, very good. Again, Glenn just liked it. Not good. Glenn I, did, liked it. He liked The Mummy? The Mummy. Oh, I didn't hear his review of The Mummy. He, he There's another it, mess. The Mummy is another mess. Because that didn't what even look good at there? the preview. I don't know. We need a movie intervention. He should not see
1: any more movies. <laughs> oh, that's I right, because he bad. liked it's The Mummy. Really the...
2: It's a really good point.
1: What was that, Jeff? We were going to go to no, was The Mummy, just, too.
0: I was just trying to remember how come he liked The Mummy. Because uh, mm. I didn't even really like the Pat said he kind of liked the trailer, but the trailer didn't even look good to me. I not mean, other, I just mean, figured
1: Tom Cruise, any movie with Tom Cruise, is going to be at least not a, a C, and apparently yeah, it, wasn't, I think it was more like, you know, like a D. Yeah, but he's
0: that. I think he's past the day of doing that type of movie.
1: Um, but by the way, I'm at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two trailer for the new Star Wars uh, was in there, uh, so the like oh. not like the little teaser thing we've shown here. It was really? like a much more expanded trailer. Uh, oh wow a little bit about what's happening. Again, they don't tell you much in a Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Um, but I uh, this goes on the back of, of what happened on Wonderful World of Stew last week, and I'm almost surprised they're going to release this movie in December because there's controversy um, oh, no. about really? Star oh, no. Wars. Yes, and mm, we, I think I we proved our that. case pretty darn well on Wonderful World of Stew uh, this past week when we went into kind of an Alex Jones land and mm. uh, looking into the conspirac- conspiracy, which we now know, obviously, and you will as well after this segment, it is true about Star Wars Episode 7, right? Which was, That was uh, Force Awakens, right? The Force mm-hmm. Awakens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Watch this and tell me you're not convinced. My name is Stu. Or is it? It's actually not, but that's a story for another day. What happens when a late 70s underdog science fiction movie gains an immense fan base and launches a saga spanning 40 years stretched across films, books, comics, video games... And more what happens when that saga has gone through a rough period where unlimited budgets and special effects could not quite seem to recapture the magic of the original surely you would work really hard to build off this foundation with new original stories and experiences that capitalize on the rich fleshed out universe carefully set in place over the years right or Do you tell everyone you're selling a brand new car, when in reality, you've just repainted an old one? Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Sequel or remake? This is Conspiratorial Conspiracies. It's a tale as old as time, really. An orphaned nobody on a remote desert planet follows a robot with classified information into a grand adventure, wherein they must join a rebellion to destroy a gigantic spherical super weapon run by a totalitarian government system, which is secretly backed by evil mystical forces. Yes, despite the images you've just seen, I have just described the plot to J.J. Abrams' 2015 Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. But Stu, you might say, you're actually describing the plot to George Lucas' 1977 Star Wars film, A New Hope. And to that, I say, yes. Yes, I am. In this edition of Conspiratorial Conspiracies, I will prove to you that Star Wars, The Force Awakens, is the same film as Star Wars, A New Hope, only reshot with new actors and changing roles, and maybe slightly more advanced cinematic technology. Why? Because when you're a company like Disney, who has just paid $4 billion for the rights to a franchise, you're probably going to be a bit inclined to release something with a record of success and not take too many chances, especially after you saw what happened with those disastrous prequels. Fair warning, this segment is one giant spoiler for both films, but who hasn't seen the original Star Wars at this point? Don't answer that, millennials. Let's start with our opening locations. In A New Hope, the desert world of Tatooine is a remote, barely living world far from the center of galaxy and civilization. In The Force Awakens, we find ourselves on the desert world of Jakku, a remote, barely living world far from the center of the galaxy and civilization. This is where we are introduced to Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker and Daisy Ridley's Rey, both orphans both drudging through sad, lonely existences. Both craving some purpose to be delivered to them from the stars. And what do you know? But here come the Wonder Droids! R2-D2 and BB-8 are so freaking adorable. I imagine the marketing teams were cranking out plush toys before anyone could even cut a trailer together. Buried deep in both of their cute little innards are top-secret plans stolen by a grassroots rebellion from a totalitarian government bent on violently asserting its control. Running point for the Empire and A New Hope is Darth Vader, an evil masked henchman carving a murderous path through the galaxy using his mystical powers known as the Force. (laughs) In The Force Awakens, we find Kylo Ren of the evil First Order rocking a pretty sweet mask while carving a murderous path through a galaxy using the Force and Adam Driver's absurdly large ears. Sorry, Adam, I you know that was kind of low-hanging fruit, but dry your tears with the hundreds of millions of dollars in royalties. Vader and Kylo pursue the droids with the stolen information to the respective desert planets, where they each utilize a unit of stormtroopers to level a peaceful settlement and kill its inhabitants. Rest in peace, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. And speaking of the government's magical murderers, they both find themselves slightly lower in the hierarchy than a couple of super douchey-looking military commanders. Grand Moff Tarkin and General Armitage Hux. Are you serious? Somebody looked up the guy's freaking first name? I mean, I knew I had nerds working for me, but this is insane. So yes, Tarkin and apparently freaking Armitage Hux are both under the thumbs of a mysterious gloomy overlord who apparently has a thing about only appearing via hologram and also about creating a giant spherical laser weapon that can destroy an entire planet instantaneously. Sure, planet-sized star killer base from The Force Awakens is slightly larger than moon-sized Death Star, but look, it's the same explodey laser. I think you know exactly what it's gonna take to tackle those beastly massacre factories. That's right, a handsome, roguish pilot with a winning smile, cool jacket, and sweet flying skills. Yeah, we're talking about the famed Han Solo and the probably soon to be famed Poe Dameron, because come on, Oscar Isaac, huh? (laughs) He's literally the background of my iPhone so yes these two improbably handsome men are both responsible for major victories in the ensuing battles against the empire and the first order but only after they make surprise late appearances in the game kind of sucks for all the people who died before they showed up huh but hey everyone loves a good comeback story by the way han solo is such a great character the only way to improve him is to double him That's where Finn comes in. You see, Han Solo started as a shady character who might not quite be a good guy. On the other hand, Finn started as a shady character who might not quite be a good guy. But Han turned helpful, you know, sort of like how Finn turned helpful eventually the truth came out Han isn't in this for the mission he's out to save his own butt you know like Finn who says he's not in it for the mission he's in it to save his own butt of course Han then comes around and joins the good guys sort of like how Finn comes around and joins the good guys but that's not all we remember father figure Obi-Wan Kenobi being cut down by Darth Vader on the Death Star as little orphan Lukey looks on from a distance I mean Even for the 70s, that looked really dumb. But I digress. Flash forward to The Force Awakens. And again, major spoiler here. Little Orphan Ray watches from a distance on Starkiller Base. As her substitute father figure, Han Solo, is cut down by wannabe Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. And yes, Kylo is Han and Leia's actual son, named after old Ben Kenobi, and Rey is probably Luke's long-lost daughter or something, because this is Star Wars and everybody's related, sometimes unknowingly, which can lead to some confusing and disturbing situations. But casual incest aside, obviously the rebellion and the resistance win their battles against the evil fascist systems opposing them, and the story is over. Finished. Kaput. Nothing left to say, right? And uh, no. If the main bad guys went down with their super weapons, the good guys wouldn't have to fight them again in episodes 5 and 6, plus 8 and 9 and apparently 10, 11, and 12 and forever. And the spin-offs, And the television series. And the comics. And you know what? I believe most of us are going to be dead before this series reaches a resolution and we actually find out who wins the Golden Force Trophy. And did I mention both films have cantina scenes? (laughs) Apologies in advance for getting that particular part of the soundtrack stuck in your head for the next two weeks. One thing I'll say, however, is there's only one Yoda. The incredibly old, incredibly wrinkly, incredibly odd looking little thing from a remote location who teaches the orphan about a tool previously unknown to them, which winds up helping them save the universe. There is nothing like Yoda. Except, of course, for Maz Kaneda, the incredibly old, incredibly wrinkly, incredibly odd-looking little thing from a remote location who teaches the orphan about a tool previously unknown to them that winds up helping them save the universe. There are literally too many similarities between Star Wars A New Hope and Star Wars The Force Awakens for us to list in a half-hour show. So I'll pause at this point to pose the big question yet again, which actually isn't a question because I'm sure of it. J.J. Abrams saw what happened with the prequels. He knew he didn't want to screw up something his bosses paid $4 billion for. But he also knew you can't just remake a classic. No one wants that. So he changed a few of the roles, threw in a couple new actors and remade the movie scene by scene because you know what fans of Star Wars A New Hope are sure to like, Star Wars A New Hope. So to review, Ray is Luke Skywalker and also probably his daughter. Fingers crossed that they don't make out on the mountain. Kylo Ren is Darth Vader light. BB-8 is a spherical, more adorable R2-D2. General Armitage, Yes, Armitage Hux is Grand Moff Tarkin. Starkiller Base is the Death Star on steroids. Maz Kanata is a bar keeping Yoda. And Han Solo is so freaking awesome, he could only be replicated by blending up Finn and Poe Dameron and topping it off with an Obi-Wan Kenobi style death. Rest in peace, Han Solo. Hopefully Ray doesn't crash your beloved ship while texting and flying. Keep the Millennials off the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. What an uh, incredible um, expose. No, You've started. blown the lid off it. Yep. You've blown uh, the lid no kidding. right off You know, uh, well, look, I've always thought that Alderaan was an inside job, and we haven't mm-hmm. nailed that one down yet. But we did nail one of the biggest conspiracies in Star Wars history, and mm-hmm. uh, that obviously, you've seen the evidence, uh, Force Awakens is just a remake of A New Hope, but they just changed the roles. And as Pat mm-hmm. pointed out, uh, well, Han Solo was in both movies, right? And, yeah. and, and Grand Moff Tarkin was in both movies. Yes. This is the situation. This is how why it's it's a, it's a brilliant strategy. For example, Han Solo. Han Solo from A New Hope, okay, mm-hmm. is, as we explained, Finn and Poe Dameron in, in the new movie. However, Han Solo appearing in the second movie makes you think this is a new movie. He's got a new role. No, he's he's just playing the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi he's just uh, he's just mm-hmm. picked that mm-hmm. role up in the new movie but because mm-hmm. it plays a trick on your brain you're like oh that guy he's got a new job no it's the same mm-hmm. job He's doing mm-hmm. it just he just he is just doing a different role in the same movie. He they just moved him into this new thing. This yeah. is I mean look this is fact. I think at this point, but let's bring on Stephen Kent anyway. He's a spokesman of Young Voices, host of the uh, Beltway Banthas podcast. He's been on the program before, talking Star Wars with us and politics, and we do appreciate this. And uh, we really will only appreciate him if he completely agrees with my theory.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know that would be nice, but I wanted to offer some other ideas to you about okay. your theory. Okay. which, first of all. For the uh, for the first year of this movie being out, The Force Awakens, I've largely agreed with you. There's a lot in there that is sort of obscenely familiar, <laughs> particularly particularly Star Killer base. I think is like just a grievous miscarriage of Star Wars, yeah. um, and it speaks to everything wrong in film today. Going bigger, yes. going more explosive. <laughs> yes, um, it can't just be moon sized. It can't just blow up one planet. It has to blow up an entire system, mm-hmm. uh, and they completely botched at. However. I think if you look at The Force Awakens um, a little bit harder and look at it in the context of the entire original trilogy, you'll see that The Force Awakens more closely mirrors that entire original trilogy uh, beat for beat and also in every act of the film. The first act of The Force Awakens is mirroring A New Hope incredibly closely uh, with the desert planet origins and that person escaping that life, and then the second act of that film uh, is the connecting with an ally. And again, it's Han Solo reaching out to a friend, which in, in the old movie was Lando, and this one it was Maz Kanata, and then someone is kidnapped. In that case, it was Han Solo by Boba Fett, and this time it was Ray by Kylo Ren. The third act mm-hmm. of The Force Awakens... I think what they actually did with Starkiller Base in the final battle was they mirrored Return of the Jedi more than they mirrored A New Hope. It was a battle going on on ground and a lightsaber battle at the same time. Um, And also in both cases Han Solo was on the ground uh, laying bombs and taking down the defense mechanisms for that, uh, that battle station, <laughs> which is what happened in the Force Awakens. So it's actually not like to in many ways.
2: Either so way, I, you've put an inordinate amount of time into thinking about this, and that's pretty clear. Facts
1: are facts, though, it? <laughs> so It's a different conspiracy. It's more
4: generous, though.
1: Wow. Look, I mean, not every uh, 9-11 truther agrees with every other 9-11 truther. That's not the way this works. So I'm glad there are other theories out there. As long as we know it was definitely not a new movie
2: (laughs) yeah that's for sure and the the other thing is haven't they used a death star or something like it death planet death star in every single movie Uh, they blew up the first one they just had a bigger one for the second one right yeah and then you don't count the prequels right and Uh, then you forget about the prequels and you go to the force awakens it's another one i I, I mean can they think of anything else i I love the series but come on let's get a little creative
4: There's there's a certain sense of laziness that's going along with that, but what I, I truly believe is that they were buying back the loyalty of lost Star Wars fans that the prequels alienated with The Force Awakens yeah. to sort yeah. of buy some capital, uh, political capital if you will, to really go out on a limb in the upcoming movies. So they recaptured the magic of the original trilogy all in one movie for a new generation and i think what really is important is that star wars can be handed down uh, my young daughter loves the force awakens and now she loves the rest of star wars too and if that, that in my mind is the most important thing there's a couple points in your theory about mentors and the, the way that they keep showing up um, Maz Kanata does in ways echo Yoda um, but we have that mentor figure in every Star Wars movie that's Qui-Gon Jinn and then it becomes Obi-Wan yep. Kenobi then it becomes Yoda then it becomes Luke and I think of that more as Star Wars again echoing life I mean the life cycle that we go through we are children then we're mentors then we die and our children become mentors one day that is really depressing thank you no I'm sorry you're going to die but Emperor Palpatine might be able to help you escape your death uh, you just have to sell him your soul and join the dark side
1: i'm glad you brought <laughs> us to the emperor because you had an interesting theory about uh, politics uh, in the real world here uh with roger stone being the only figure in modern politics that is actually like emperor palpatine <laughs> this is,
2: uh, i think yeah. a pretty
1: accurate theory can you walk us through it
4: I'd be happy to. So I heard about the Get Me Roger Stone documentary on y'all's show, or I believe it was actually Glenn's show where you were talking about it. So I went and checked it out on Netflix myself. And man, the dark side was strong with that movie and with Roger Stone. (laughs) I kind of watched it and I finished by thinking, aren't we all tired of everyone in the world being compared to Hitler? Like it's it diminishes every mm-hmm. political conversation and historical parallel that we make. Um, there there are times when it makes sense and there's some merit so that we can sort of understand history. But at the same time, that's why we now have this thing called Godwin's Law, which is that inevitably every political conversation, someone will get compared to Hitler or the Nazis will be referenced.
1: It's quite a Hitler um, thing to say there, Stephen, but go ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> it's very,
4: very like it. So Roger Stone, what I found really compelling was that this guy embraces... Um, hate over love, uh, anger and aggression and deception as his guiding principles when it comes Mm. to operating in politics. He has these things that they lay out in the documentary called Stone's Rules. And some of them that were mentioned was that, you know, hate is a more powerful motivator than love. That you have to attack, 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 never defend. That's when you're losing. And there was this other one, no one builds statues to a committee. Uh, there's this incredible focus on the power of singular leadership um, and the fact that democracy, at the end of the day, doesn't really Mm. appeal to people. They want strong leadership. And that's something that Palpatine understood as well, particularly in the prequels when he realized that the Mm. Clone Wars and the Jedi Order were dividing people, that they wanted to rally around someone. And it just reminded me of when Palpatine says to Anakin, I can feel your anger, it gives you focus, and it makes you stronger. That could have just been said by Roger Stone based on everything he saw. <laughs> did y'all see the documentary
1: as well? Uh, we, yeah, I've seen parts of it. I actually haven't seen the whole thing yet. I, 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 we did talk about it at one point, and, and you're actually selling me on going back and watching the whole thing because uh, I mean, it's, he's an important figure. I, my argument was similar to the Megyn Kelly-Alex Jones thing from this weekend, if we can bring the show full circle here, and that it, these people are important. No matter how nuts they are, no matter what terrible mm-hmm. things they believe, they are important to look at and try to hold their feet to the fire as much as possible because they are influencing people.
4: They are, and I think people uh don't really realize how large their audience is and the sort of sway that they have. What Megan Kelly really shined a light on last night in her piece with Alex Jones is how much his audience has grown in the Trump era and during the election. And it, it's kind of jarring to me that people are laying uh the idea of giving a platform to Alex Jones at her feet. His audience grew five times during the Trump campaign, um, five times the size during the Trump campaign. <laughs> and Roger Stone is aware of these sort of things too. Um, These are folks who you need to be aware of what they're up to, and the insidious things that they're working on. And that sort of speaks to the Palpatine thing as well, is that, Someone who is truly like Palpatine, truly a dark side user, they are insidious, they have to operate in the shadows. And that's what Alex Jones and Roger Stone enjoy the benefit of doing, is operating off the radar of the mainstream media. And for the first time, somebody actually shined a light on it, went inside their studio and asked them tough questions about their editorial process and really just completely how made up and shoddy it is um megan kelly did the entire country a great service last night by actually doing that and not giving into fear uh, about giving this guy a platform that's that's way behind us it's already been done
2: yeah. so how, how do we deal with these guys now how do should we all be getting into our x-wing fighters and taking off how do how do <laughs> you know now that we've sh- shined the light on them uh where do we go from here
4: well, the Rebels definitely were terrorists in their own sense, so we don't want to give in to those tendencies. <laughs> no. um, I, think, I think the best thing to do is just drag these guys out of the dark and into the light. Um, if we're going to have a conversation about the power of fake news and the power that these forces have on us, particularly in the Internet era, we have to discredit them, and that requires mm. just putting them in front of a camera. You guys said it better than anything. Um, you just put Alex Jones in front of a camera to try to defend his... His Sandy Hook theories and they just fall apart and he doesn't even own them um, but if you just let him go off and have his own way he will tell you that the mainstream media won't talk about these stories and Roger Stone will tell you that nobody will touch these ideas uh, because they can't stand up to them and then yep. they go unchallenged and last mm-hmm. night they were challenged and they just sort of melted like butter
2: <laughs> sure yeah did.
1: really embarrassing uh where can people find you Steven?
4: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Kent 89 and at Beltway Banthas. Uh, we have our podcast comes out every other week where we talk about Star Wars and politics and where they are meshing together, and that tends to always happen. I'm also the spokesperson for Young Voices.
1: All right, it does seem to happen a lot on this show as well, uh, Stephen Kent. <laughs> thank you uh, for coming on the program. Uh, and to echo his, his last point, there in the past, up until this weekend, there was literally ver- nothing with the exception of some unfortunately lost interview with Pat Gray and Alex Jones (laughs) from years ago, there Mm -hmm. is no points where a serious person is questioning him on these theories and pushing back on him. Right, And instead, millions of people watch them with no pushback. Now at least that pushback exists. You can actually see it, and probably as many or more people will see it now because... Uh, because of what Megyn Kelly did, I don't. I don't understand the argument against it. It's it's just denying the fact that this guy is relevant. And I'm sorry, he is. When the president goes on a show, when people are using him as a main uh, uh, issue in, in the election, uh, when he's influencing. What we did Megyn Kelly sell? one. coming point,
2: out in the light of day? What
1: was it? 1.3
2: billion views on his YouTube page yeah, overall. Just unbelievable. I mean, how it's do you How do you not press this guy? And I'm glad she did it. I'm glad. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more pet and stew coming up. We got a little spoons action coming. Ooh pretty exciting. Yeah. We New get flavor to eat. of M&M's. It's not about that Oh, It's not about eating. No, this is no. all about oh, science. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so I sorry I, mean, I acted like We that. don't even want to eat. Ew! Ew. You know?
1: Welcome to Spoons, where we do experiments
2: on ourselves for where your we, benefit. We don't, we don't want to. We no, really we don't it. want to. We hate it. It's just for science. It it's it's for you. we we're, we're here. You know? We are. Everything guys, we do is for you.
1: Incredible shape that are putting these meaningless calories <laughs> right.
2: in our bodies. Right. We don't um, like to have you know. empty calories at um, all.
1: New flavor of M and M's available now. I guess um, limited time. Uh, strawberry nut. M&M's. What? Good. Now, are you a peanut Those M&M guy? Good. No. No, right. I don't not like peanut really. M&M's. Uh, I, I love them. I can get into them sometimes. I could too. Um, but I would rather eat regular ones.
2: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: I hope oh, these, these aren't like are Oh, the, you
2: smell the strawberry oh, the second you open oh, yeah. that little oh, mm-hmm. the whiff. Oh, yeah. Now, nice. you got the
1: size here. you got the size of the peanut M&M's, as you pretty much expect. Uh, it's about that, that bigger size, not the smaller. They're small. bigger
2: because they got peanuts in yep. them, right? Uh,
1: and so they got a little Ooh. strawberry flavoring inside the chocolate. Let's go to a shot.
2: Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. It'd be even better without the peanut in it. If it was just a strawberry pretty M&M. I yeah. really like it. I gotta say these are good. These are pretty good. It's kind of like an ice cream sundae altogether. They're actually good anyway. Yeah, mm. but yeah.
0: yeah. I'm a little. Hmm. I hope uh, these aren't like the Oreo thins, the Oreo thin mints. Yeah. We that we did a science uh, test on the other day last week. Because mm-hmm. I went out this weekend and I didn't believe our test. You didn't believe the test that we did. Last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to purchase some more packages just to <laughs> You're just saying to plural? Mm-hmm.
1: you, you sir? Mm-hmm. I didn't have
0: packages to, mm-hmm. just to test to make sure our science was mm-hmm. right on, that spot says, on. That's
1: uh, interesting. Was it on spot on? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat is doing something interesting here as mm-hmm. I believe he's trying to produce mm-hmm. a non-peanut version
2: of this and live on the I've air. I've successfully done that. You've done it already. Yeah. Here's the peanut <laughs> completely intact. Mm-hmm. How was it without the peanut? It was better without the peanut. Really? Mm-hmm. I will say, isn't there a caramel yeah. M&M? Oh. Why have we not had those, those are, yet? Those are real... Well. If there was caramel in here... Oh, my gosh. Man, we really should try those, Jeff. Yes, we should. Didn't we? Did you guys do it when I was in here? Is that no, what you did? No, I, I just ate
1: it No, at I home. just had some at home. Oh. <laughs> That's why I didn't bring them in, because I already ate them all. Those are... Those are... Those are... Uh, maybe, uh, we oh, should bring sick. those in, because they might be an 18 product. They're that really might good. be an H. Those caramel yeah. those were great. Delicious. These I are did. quite the fact good. As well. This is
0: good. When they came through the threshold of my house, I thought, "Well, I bet that that would like these." And then they were oh, gone. Oh yeah, and they were gone. I
2: like them.
1: Uh, strawberry I like nut. Him. I like them more than I thought I would. Me too. Um, again, uh, it's, a, it's exactly the spirit experience. Uh, texture-wise, and everything else, is a regular peanut M M&M. and M. You're mm-hmm. getting a little bit of a burst of strawberry in there. Mm-hmm. I would say regular M M&M and M. Strawberry peanut, and
2: chocolate still. Right. Yep.
1: Still get the chocolate. Um, uh, a regular peanut M M&M and M for me is probably a thirteen. Um, I'd give this a little
2: bit above that. I'd, I'd go to a 14. Good. I'll like yeah, it. I'll do 14 as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's about right. You're yeah, pretty good. What'd you give it? Fourteen. You heard Fourteen. both of us.
0: No, I didn't. I was you heard I was, what we both. busy chewing on the peanuts. I, you know, I need to try it without the peanuts. A number.
2: Give us a number. I need to try it without the peanuts. Yes, 13 cents for a number. One time. Can you ever say a number? Just say it. What a, it's, just spit it's it out. It's about giving a number. Give a number. I know, I'm, I'm trying
3: to get it. I don't have one here to test again.